But it does come <laughs> off as quote unquote convincing in the sense that so it does my is dad. a <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight's episode 190 is entitled Chat GPT and AI Emotional Needs. Very often we hear, quote unquote, experts say, well, there's a lot of experts out there. But what about the combination of all of the experts? What do they have to say? Tonight at the table, we will be looking at what Chat GPT has to say about meeting emotional needs. What is Chat GPT, you say? You'll find that out tonight as well. So pull up a seat at the table and join us. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or watch us live or later at youtube.com slash lunchtime in Rome. Visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. And while there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. It's very important to do that. Make sure to follow us on all social media. And it would be great if you gave us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst. Good times aren't as good and bad times are worse when you're all alone. Romans 12.15 says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. However, that is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. We demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes of the podcast, and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is. in Rome. Robots in Rome. Here Robots we go. Robots in, in space. We'll, go, we'll get to that, but uh, this week, we had a big milestone with Maggie. Yeah, you did. Yeah. She's driving. Not yet. (laughs) Driving is crazy. Um, No, she got her first haircut. Oh, Oh, she's crazy. She went a long time without. Four four years and five months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Whatever the math is on that. Five months past the finish line. Oh, man. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, and after some tears, you know, we got it done. And then there's. Yeah, I mean. She she had a really thick head of hair, so yeah. they had to like cut some layers out and really thin it out, you know, to get it to where it is. They take hedge clippers. <laughs> I I almost uh, I've been pretty close, like on nights that I gotta brush her hair because it's it's been bad, but um, but yeah, it's it's kind of shoulder length now, and it's you know mm-hmm. it's one of those things. I I didn't know how I was gonna take it. I feel like I was either gonna be like a ball of goo and be you know super emotional, but I was actually okay because I I feel like I was like. Ugh, finally, it's not going to be as hard to, you know, brush her hair, at, you know, at night or in the morning or whatever. So, yeah, I'm excited, but it definitely makes her look just that, just that little, little bit older, mm-hmm. you know. During the tears, were you like, oh, my baby girl? Were you like, you're getting your hair cut? <laughs> uh, no, because well, so I, I don't want to go too long with the story, but so uh, one of uh, the girls at her preschool, Alma. Um, her mom, Stacy, uh, I think her, her, um, salon is called Stacy's hair design or something like that. She has her own like independent salon. Out. Designs by Stacy, I believe it's called. Yeah, that might be it. Um, it's out in that, uh, Sola salons. It's, it's kind of cool. I've never been to, to, to this before. Cause obviously I don't, I don't need hair care. <laughs> um, but it's all these independent, you know, hairstylist or like manicure nail artists and whatnot. Um, and they have their own little, uh, shop within this like larger building. Where? It's out in Monroeville. Really? Um, it's right in the, in that plaza that's kind of next to Olive Garden. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. on, it's on the end on the left. Five Patel brothers. Yes. Mm. Um, UPS. And yeah, and UPS. Tokyo, and, Tokyo. but they all, they all have their own like <laughs> storefront. Like you, like you walk in and it's, you know, they have their own little shop. Yeah. Like it's I, like I, in my mind, cause Amy was telling me about it. So would that about be it. called like a Galleria? It kind of is, but like, it, it, cause in my mind, it was Co-op. all going to be open. They were going to have like their section and like, right. One big room. Right. But it's not that at all. No. Like it's, it's kind of like your, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a, kind of like a, like a, a, a cubicle. No. A niche? Cause like it's, a, it's locked up. Like you can lock up your shop. 
Right. You mm-hmm. know, it's kind of like a little Main Street, and here's all the little shops on Main Pod. Street, but inside. It's really cool. And it's really it's a really cool concept for those, mm-hmm. you know, Startups. creative people that yeah. want to just do their own thing and not have to be bogged down. And, um, yeah, it's great. But anyway, um, Stacy was great, and... You know, we had Maggie. We ended up having Maggie sit on Amy's lap because that was the only way that she was going to get up in the chair. Because you know, it's first time experience. But it also helped her friend Alma be there, and mm-hmm. and it was very fun. But you know, Alma and her sister were there, and that was kind of chaotic and and all that. So, but yeah, it was it was it was it was really cool. It's so funny. The older that you get as parents, like I'm listening to you, and you're like, oh, you know, what's it going to be like? I've not, I have not thought about what my kid's haircut is going to be like <laughs> yeah. in probably <laughs> eight years. Yeah. You know, um, but I, I did think about when I left Abby tonight. Um, <laughs> and, uh, at least you're saying it live on the air. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you live again? What's your, yeah. call your address? Nine, call 911 and grab a sword. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's to sum up the, uh, long story short. Um, but Abby and I had a great, great afternoon. It's funny because that's what I told the hairstylist. Yeah, grab, <laughs> grab Call a sword. Call 9-1 and grab a sword. <laughs> <laughs> Were you done? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, Abby and I had a great afternoon. Um, Lex is down with Ethan at Heinz Hall tonight and because uh, he's preparing for this really, really big event over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He's performing at Heinz Hall with a... Um, um, it's Hamish choir. It's like a, you know, kind of a special choir and they're performing with the Pittsburgh symphony, which I didn't know until this week. Um, so it, it, that's really cool. But Abby and I were spending time together this afternoon and, uh, it was so nice out today. And a great June afternoon. It was great, <laughs> great June afternoon. Um, but she, she asked me, she was like, Hey, can we go up to the park? And I was like, sure. And I was like, what do you want to do? And she's like, well, I want to catch, catch ball. And we had been doing that pretty regularly last year and then like like with a know. mitt yeah yeah, you know, right. yeah we're not using a baseball we're using a hockey like one of my hockey deck hockey balls sure. yeah it's softer but um but like i just it was great it was real you get so caught up sometimes in the winter or you know hibernation and then when you get a day like today yeah even though you walk outside and it's nice you go up to the park and you do something like that especially with your daughter and it's like wow this like sometimes we take this so for granted. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know? Life kind of like, you know, you breathe life in. Yeah. 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 And, and her and I were talking about that, like the fresh air and just, she was like, I, this is great to be out here. Like, yeah. like just experiencing it. Um, and then we had dinner tonight. Um, and then last night was the cantata or not the cantata, the, uh, cabaret. Um, Bella was in that and, uh, Ethan was in it and, and they like, I'm watching Ethan's performance from last night, just getting chills. Um, mm because man he just he owned the song and uh it's it's just amazing to watch your kids grow into the people that they're meant to be you know and something that i've been talking about recently is is how parents a lot of times want to make that child into their version of who they want them to be and you know there's that's part of being a parent when do you learn though but that's not going to work. <laughs> I don't know. Some people never do. Because we, that was never... Like, Rachel and my biggest... I mean, your biggest fear, okay, you worry for your kids all the time. But it was like, what if they're not funny? Like, we were just like... <laughs> like that was like our only absolute. Like, they yeah. had to be funny. You well, know? you nailed that one. Well, yeah. they're both hilarious. Yeah. yeah they, they we were afraid they'd get the recessive genes of comedy and uh-huh. both. And, you know. But it's like, I, I was never me like, oh, you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, Bella never wanted to play volleyball. Cool. Right. Whatever. Right. You know. Right. Um, I don't know. I just, I just wonder when, I, why some parents don't get that. I guess it's about how much they've never been secure in who they are. Sure. There's a lot there. And, you know, the, I think we a podcast about that. It's living through their past. Sure. Yeah, I mean, a, and, and a lot of people parent out of fear and cause it's a, it's a, it's a crazy world, you know, but Lex and I had, have really always made the commitment to each other and to them to say, you're your own human being and we have to prepare you to go out into a really complicated world. And so to be able to have Abby come up to me and say, I want to play ball or watch Ethan up on stage last night, I would have never pegged him for a musical guy or somebody that, you know, gets, has the confidence to get up and sing, but to see them actively pursuing those kind of things is just amazing. Although looking back like him growing up, like, cause man, I remember the kitchen performances, like the dances and <laughs> yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, it was in there. Hey it was in there. Yeah. But like, yeah. it might have not been as obvious yeah. at that point that 
he would thrive on stage. Mm-hmm. Cause like if you meet him now, you know, it's, you know, no offense, E, but like, you know, typical teenager, like, uh, uh. yeah, but there's so much there. But man, when he gets on stage, yeah. man, he is that, that he is in the zone and that is like his, his element. It's awesome. Well, and, and I told you, Jay, it's so funny to see Bella, you know, up there doing her thing and then also to see her on Tuesday night in your right. house. It's like a total contrast where like at, at Tuesday night, she's like, oh, hey, bro. <laughs> Uh, and then up there she's completely different and, like and, and full emotion into it and the cur- all of it it's crazy the, the courage it takes to get up there and do that in front of your peers who a lot of them are you know have technical understanding of the music and things like that to see you know your parents recording you and like that takes a lot of courage and so yeah. you know to did, watch- you, did you tell chris about how the evening started no sound <laughs> oh yeah with bella with bella's performance like she was just there and like the micro well, she was wasn't... the mc and actually she wasn't supposed to be the mc that the girl who's supposed oh, to be wow. mc i think oh that was one that threw up like something oh, was yeah, wrong one of them didn't make and it. so That's bella just grabbed it she's like fine i'll do it like because she wow. sort of like takes the responsibility because okay. it's it's almost like a talent show mm-hmm. slash yeah so there's kids up there who aren't the mm-hmm. best of singers, but hey, they're going to give it a shot, yeah. you know? Yeah. And Bella takes it so seriously, mm-hmm. so seriously. Yeah. And so she grabs the cards for the MC and she starts off the show and she says her first two words, nothing into the mic. And Brian, <laughs> we're dead center, 12 rows back. And everything's quiet. Quiet. And Brian just bellows out, no sound. Oh, your inner, your inner Sally came out. <laughs> oh, it was great. Ah, no sound. And she just looked at Brian like, really? <laughs> It was funny. <laughs> where, was where was it held? The high school. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But for me, um, this week has continued. The, it's now the second week of a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. That has been so challenging for me because I'm, I'm in this fire with three other people. The one other person, they're the cause, but the other two people are involved and – uh, obviously, I can't go into too much detail, yeah. but they see it slightly different than I do, though they don't see it from the other person's perspective at all. Mm-hmm. But they don't think it's as necessarily as dire, dire. of a circumstance yeah. as I do or or yeah. just finite. Like, it's just not, you know. And so that's been amazingly challenging for me. And it's, you know, I, I always say it's my shower thoughts. You know, I can put yeah. it out of my head. Yeah. I deal with it. And then like, you know, one o'clock in the morning, I hop in the shower and I'm like, ah, there it is. Yeah. There it is. You know, mm. but. And you, you kind of like, I was laying in bed last night thinking about it and or this morning and I stopped and I was like, you know what? This might just be what the enemy's trying to do is get me to obsess. Mm. So there's probably some other things I should be thinking about right now that I'm being distracted from because, okay, you got your dumpster fire. If I can put the fire out right now, great. If I have to burn in the fire right now, all right, I'll deal with it. Mm-hmm. But there's no changes you know, there's no significant revelations coming my way in how to move forward in this dumpster fire. Right. Then I need to focus where else God would have me focus. And right. so it was a neat little revelation that I had, just like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm being distracted. Mm-hmm. You know, and then of course you're like, All right, what am I being distracted? <laughs> <laughs> One place I was not distracted was this afternoon at a Monroeville Park Disc Golf Course. Mm. Ah, wish I was there. Where Uncle Totter and I got together. And uh, I tell you what, Chris, you think I play fast and you've played with Todd. Bro is so fast. He never. He will walk steps up to up, the tee, just steps up, not throws. break stride and yeah. throw. <laughs> like his whole walk up to the tee is, is part, part of, of his, his approach. approach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like Brian said, and everybody else knows who lives around here, it was so gorgeous. Mm. A little windy, oh, yeah. a, little a little windy, windy. for yeah. disc golf. There's yeah, a few yeah. funny moments, and I threw some bad shots. Ooh, I threw me some bad. Like a he number, still scored well. Number two, uh, that. The, you know, the T's way back. Yeah. Yeah. I hit that first tree and put it right into the ditch. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unless um, arguably the hardest <laughs> hole in the course. Yeah. After a really nice tee shot on one and, you know, made par and everything else. But, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Two takeaways. <laughs> one, I actually putted pretty well. So, nice. like, the work I've been putting into mm-hmm. it, I mean, I probably made two or three putts over 20 feet. You nice. know, maybe even one with like 40. Yeah. Made a nice straddle putt. So it's like, and then even the ones I missed that were maybe inside the circle, it was like, all right, like a little high, mm-hmm. a little low. Yeah. Okay, that's a thing. But yeah. like, what I've been working on for the first time ever in putting might be able to be replicated and productive. Mm. You finally got putting done. Ah, oh, yeah, it's mastered it. <laughs> <laughs> and the other is I finally birdied number eleven across the the football basketball or oh, yeah, yeah. softball field. Yep. 
You birdied that. I finally did. Wow. I threw an OKT shot a little short. So I still had like 50 to get to the baseball field, the par five mm-hmm. after the elevator. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. And the Did wind- you go over the, over oh, yeah. the fence? Well, yeah, the yeah. wind is gushing yeah. left to right. I mean, it's gusting, not gushing. Left to right. And I had my one disc in my hand and I was going to throw a backhand because it's a little understable so it'll finish right. Yeah. But I was like, nah, the wind might beat that down. I'm like, just launch a forearm, you know, yeah. that's going to that's gonna ride the wind. Yeah. And yeah, I lessened the uh, percentage chance of failure. Yeah. And I threw it and it went kind of dead straight. And I was like, oh, no. But then like the wind gusted and just carried it. And I was in the Dude, middle of awesome. the fairway. I don't know, 200 out, 220. And the pin was all the way into the woods now. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, I don't think I've played that whole way. No, the they, there's down uh, in there. several different pin placements that yeah. they haven't used before. Hmm. And uh, for the first time ever, well, that works out better because I'm always way down to the right anyhow yeah. after my yeah. second shot. But I had a perfect second shot to about 20 feet and made the putt. Dude, doesn't nice. it feel so good to make a good shot in the situation that you're in? On purpose. You, you, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> like, you, you've never been in that situation before with the wind and everything. Oh, you mean across the field? Yeah. Well, and again, if I would have thrown the backhand, it probably would have gotten beaten Right, exactly. But left. you made the call, right. and it paid out. That's yeah. awesome. Really That's win. so fun. Nothing feels better, yeah, than when what you intend to happen actually happens. And you're, not only are you right, but yeah. you execute. You execute. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I'll throw a little disc golf story in there too. Ooh. Um, well, it's, it's in my, it's in my, uh, my dreams, but it's coming. <laughs> it's not a real disc golf story. Anyway, I've been doing physical therapy for my shoulder, yep. which I am totally appreciating. I was saying, um, turns out exercise. It's good. Right? I mean, who knew, who knew your, it was helpful? I know nobody tells you these things. Resistance training is yeah. beneficial huh. to the human body. But it really, like, I put it off for a long time because I honestly thought I had damaged my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, You're just weak. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty much it. But, um, yeah, so I didn't do anything because I thought, well, I don't want to make it worse. But, no, it's it's been really good. And um, got permission from my physical therapist that um, between now and Monday, go out and, and throw some some light shots on the course nice. like maybe some approach shots that's that kind awesome. of thing and just yeah. see how it feels and no drives no drives yeah. no like real you not know, ripping back. it right yeah that's Don't rip awesome it, but go through the motion see how your arm feels yeah and, and that's what he was saying so that's great i'm really excited for that yeah um, i join you in that man that's that's awesome thank you oh my gosh so i'll be heading up to the church at some point yeah and just like yeah i envision myself kind of like standing maybe in the middle of the parking lot mm-hmm. throwing off toward uh yeah what number is old six now nine eight doesn't matter eight. you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. um so that's that's great so that's a little bit of good news um physically for me and then of course for the lovely wife amy she um just finished her last round of radiation yesterday yes. rang the bell yes right yep she got to ring the bell as they they do it at forbes anyway i don't know if it was forbes okay yeah. yeah yeah couldn't remember yeah, uh, she rang so the bell, awesome. and there's, they have this big quilt hanging on the wall where, on their last day, everybody mm-hmm. grabs a Sharpie and signs it, and so she got to put her name and date on there. And, That's amazing. Um, so that was her last radiation? Yes. Wow. That was the that, end of four weeks. I was going to say, like, I'm sure for you guys it felt felt like an eternity, but, like, that seems real. Like, it seems like she just started doing the whole thing mm-hmm. to me. I mean, yeah. that's that's great. Well, once the radiation actually started happening. Right. Like once you could rolling, start doing treatment. Yeah. It was all the stuff that led up to yes, treatment. It was, was all that the, felt for forever. Yes. Yeah. I, that's how we were. Like, yeah. it, it was the constant, just the delays mm-hmm. and the uncertainty. Once well, we got not being going. Productive. Right. Yeah, you're just like, well, okay, now we have to do another test. Now we have to wait for the the like, results. Well, each radiation, like we want, like, okay, we're we're gaining on it. Yes, we're, we're eliminating yeah. it. We're stopping it from coming back. We're yeah. doing right. something. Right. And so, now, oh, sorry. Well, other than the biopsies, of course, this is the thing that has caused her a lot of pain, though. Too. Yeah. It's basically like severe sunburn. Severe mm. sunburn. Yeah. So even though she's done. That's so It's still going to the pain will intensify for I don't know how many days, several few a few to several days, sure. you know. And um then just like a sunburn, it'll start to finally recede and she's gonna peel like crazy. Is that, and, and, it's, yeah. and it's localized just like it's 
quote unquote localized, but it re- it's like her whole side. Jeez. Like it's it's from armpit. Like she fell asleep. I don't know. Like, like she fell asleep you, on her side in the sun. Ba- basically, uh, yeah. I don't even know how you sleep with that. Yeah. Like the burn burn is the worst pain. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. She's so, I mean, she's managing it, which yeah. is that's great, yeah. you know, but it's still very not fun. So what's <laughs> next? Like a follow up? Like how like how, how what's she, that really look she, like? Yeah, she has to do um a follow-up oncology <clears throat> appointment, uh, but that's basically just to, it's to get her set up. She has to take this pill for five years, and it's basically wow. years. A, for five years. Wow. Is that for the, ra- the actual for the radiation, or is no? It- it's not like a radioactive pill that they do. For no, I, I, go ahead. Why don't you just tell us what the pill is? <laughs> well, I thought you were because some people do like for for um, thyroid cancer, um, and I know you've had thyroid experience, Jay, but like. They do. They'll give you like this radioactive pill that you're not allowed to do my, certain things. My and, mom's on. She's been. A, she had. She had part of her um, small intestine taken out in 2016, and she's still on this thing called Gleevec. They they okay. stopped it for a year or two, but yeah, it's it's like a small low dose. I think chemo kind of a pill. Yeah, no, yeah, uh, yeah. And that's not what this is. Right. My question was: Was it to counteract or protect her body from the radiation? Like, mm, is it like uh, iodine kind of a? No, huh. I, not not to my knowledge. My understanding is that it's more of an estrogen balancing thing. Mm. So, because that that is what like um, an increase in, in estrogen or a, a, a some you know some a spurt of ex- estrogen or whatever like a, a, a that actually caused the what's it uh, called? Ah, like so it's the, an estrogen regulator. Yeah, uh, okay. that sort of thing. All right, five um, years. Geez. Body's a complex. Five years. Yeah, <laughs> but are there side effects or not so much? Ah. Uh, Probably, I don't know. <laughs> I stopped listening. There's some, you know, there's probably some commercial for it where there's a million side effects. <laughs> no, I hope I don't think there's anything any serious side effects other than. Well, I will tell you this: it it tell can me. in a woman Amy's oh age, she'll be so happy I'm talking about this. Yep, <laughs> in a woman Amy's age, i.e., nasal mid, hair, mid to late forties, it will push you toward menopause. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, not because, menopause, but that kind of medication. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it'll, it'll lead you in that well, yeah, direction I mean, because that's that's regulator. what it's doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's pulling back on the estrogen. So, and I haven't made one estrogen joke about you. <laughs> about him or yeah. Amy? No, him. I would make one about Amy. Oh. <laughs> Chris has more estrogen than Amy. There it is. <laughs> I'm in touch with my feelings. <laughs> feelings, huh? That's crazy. Does it AI feel? Feelings. <sighs> so we uh, came across, Eric did, he did some looking on the internet <laughs> and uh, looked up some chat GPT, uh, a chat GPT answer to what are the top 10 emotional needs. And so uh, all the guys here at the table, we shared it as in a text thread to which uh, Chris said, what is chat GPT? <laughs> and so that's where we're going to start this evening. And I think we should have, uh, as the resident tech expert, I'm going to go ahead and say, Eric, why don't you tell us a little <laughs> bit about chat GPT? Well, actually, can somebody read that screen behind me right there? I can see I think that. We all could. Yeah. Oh, okay. Me? You? Yeah, me? Do, yeah, Chris, you do it. I'm going to read it. So chat GPT is a large language model developed by OpenAI. That being a company, right? Yes, Open yes. AI. It uses deep learning algorithms to process and understand human language and can generate responses to text-based queries and conversations. Essentially, it is a computer program that is designed to understand and generate natural language text in a way that's similar to how humans communicate. ChatGBT is trained on a vast corpus of text Whew. data, which enables it to generate responses that are relevant, informative, and often quite convincing. The model is designed to be used in a variety of applications, including customer service, chatbots, language translation, and more. And college essays. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is... Yeah, and we can do some... We're, we're going to do some live chat GPT here uh, while we're doing the show. And I do have... Um, you guys can't see it really, but um, if you're watching on YouTube um, at any point in time, either now or later, um, I do have the screen share up and you can see what we're doing live uh, while we're doing the show. And I will say as the resident person who 
had no idea what this chat GPT was. When I read, when Eric first shared like his, he asked it, what are the, you know, the top 10 emotional needs? And it answered, Mm -hmm. and I'm now referring to it as an it, but at Mm -hmm. the time I'm like, I would never, I never, that never would have been my response. If, if you guys had said, well, what do you think? Or who do you think this is? I would have come up with some, Mm -hmm. well, here's a person that is, Dr. Phil, Jordan Peterson. Right. Like right. somebody yeah. who, who kind of knows what they're talking about at least and is coming up with an intelligent sounding answer to the question. And that's amazing. Yeah. So for anybody that really doesn't know, here's what chat GPT is. Do you oh. remember Skynet <laughs> from Terminator? We are lear- teaching these machines how to overtake us. It's just going to take like five years of us feeding <laughs> these things. That's my take on it's it. It's a certain fear. It's, There's it's, a certain fear that that's attached to it. My my perspective is if we let that happen, why wouldn't we? I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, come on. But it is interesting. Because I actually we can control it. Our group. Oh yeah. Right. Right. And we huh. use it against the other group. <laughs> so I've actually. <laughs> Brian's getting upset. Was in 2001: A Space Odyssey? How? Yeah. How? Yeah. 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 yeah same thing. Anyways, please mm-hmm. let's let's continue. No, and that's pretend fine. That's this fine. is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's like, why isn't Abby calling me saying somebody's breaking in? <laughs> Gotta go. Abby's like, Chat GPT is Brian breaking the house. She's trying to break in the house. Dad, if somebody breaks in, I'll just call Chat GPT. I was amazed as the conversation went on. I know you're going to talk about this here, but um, how it the, its answers evolved and adjusted, and how yeah. it became a little more knowledgeable or a little more like impact. Like it was responding to you, like like when you said, "Well, no, what about this?" Right. Oh, it's a, it's yeah. A, and it, it elaborated then off of what you said. Right. And it, it's, it's like, like it, you're having a conversation. Yeah, with it. Oh, my gosh. It was, that's, <laughs> it is scary, amazing. I mean, yeah. I was on it in like September or something like that. And I, you know, and it was, it wasn't as good then. You know, like it, it only, it, with famous people and famous things, it didn't know, you know, it was fine. But like yeah. if you ask, like, what's the lunchtime in Rome podcast? It doesn't about? know. Um, only, only because like so. One, all the information it has is up into uh, up until twenty twenty one, so it doesn't have twenty twenty two, or up until now. Okay. Wait, really? So yeah. it's not like in a con. It's not just not constantly receiving info from like right. the internet or whatever. Right. Not yet. yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. When you asked it, what is lunchtime in Rome? Does it does it try to fake an answer or does it? No, it like it it didn't give an a- answer at all, and and then so I, it'll admit when it doesn't know something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. so so it's not really a human. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that was my impression when the chat when when you said what are the ten emotional needs, and it listed things that were like uh, emotional need ish, all related. But right. I'm like, this person doesn't quite know. these don't quite make sense as a comprehensive list, right? But Is, so that's why I thought, well, maybe it just will always try to come up with some answer it's always gonna yeah it's all well yeah unless it doesn't know it it, will say like i don't have that information or um a lot of times like i've put things in like to to try to stretch it a little bit and be political and a lot of times it's like i it'll say like i we don't get into politics and then there's other people that have like forced it into being political and then it does so like it's it's interesting because like I've seen on both sides of the aisle whether it's democratic or you know conservative or or, or liberal, and they'll make it do whatever it wants to do, mm. you know. Um, I'd be curious if like does it learn from a conversation you're like you ask it what are the ten emotional needs it yeah. comes up with its answers you say no it's this 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 oh okay I see where you know and it'll you have a conversation with it yeah a week later if I have if I ask it the same thing. Will it learn from that? Will it say, oh, are you referring to, and it lists Eric Hammond's 10 emotional needs? My guess would be not yet. Okay. Um, Only because it's pulling from a certain data set. What does GPT stand for? I don't know, actually. Because I've been on open... Well, actually, I don't think I was on chat GPT. I was on OpenAI's website when I did that. Because they have like an art generator where you can just say, hey, draw me a picture in watercolor mm-hmm. of a landscape in Austria with people skiing. And within X amount of seconds, it does it for you. Wow. But you yeah. can also say, hey, tell, write a story or write a joke mm-hmm. and about this, and it will do that for you. 
Is this kind of the same concept as a lot of the, like when you log onto a, a website and you have the little robot pop up and it's like, hey, how can I help you? you oh, know. Clippy from from Microsoft Word. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, like, I know what you like mean. a customer service. Yeah, kind of a I always kind wondered if those were really real people. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Yeah. But is this, it seems like the same kind of a concept, only so, on a much broader scale. Yeah, Johnny's online right now. I, I will Thank tell you, you this. So the way I see it is, as of right now, is it's not going to replace human beings. It's it's more of going to be like your little robot assistant and and to help you do what you do. So I just typed in what are some of the best vacation locate what what are some of the best vacation locations for families on the east coast of the United States? And now it's saying there are many great vacation locations for families on the east coast of the United States. Here are some options to consider. Well, before you read those, it's interesting yeah. watching it pop up on screen. Uh, is this part of it? like it's it looks like it's Thinking Typing. and talking. Yeah. yeah. It looks like it's but coming there are out. Those in real that would time. argue that it's delayed right. for that reason. For that, so it looks like it's somebody typing right. back to you. Yeah. It almost is like an interactive it's a nice list. But you have to a search sorry, engine. But you ha- it is, and that's what's coming next in, in in search. Not not on this episode, but that's what's coming next. Because Microsoft is a huge investor and it's it's gonna be part of Bing search, which nobody's talked about Bing in a decade. Bing and I but now we're actually talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Washington, uh, Washington D.C. God no. Number seven is the her family sold their condo oh, too soon. at Ocean City. <laughs> Brian's still upset about it. Would have how does it no, but it's that? actually taking my specific question and then pulling from different. Like it's not. It's not like Google where you're putting in a query, and then these are the results for that specific query that Google has. It's actually pulling from different information and coming up with a, a specific answer for your query based on the information that it has. So it's it's more personal to what you're asking. So it's listing out things like Orlando, Florida, Myrtle Beach, Williamsburg, and it gives a little like you know, yeah, a little, little blurb, or, yeah, you know, Washington D.C. because I mean, a lot of things are free there. You know, the Air and Space Museum, it's awesome. Bahaba, Maine. Bahaba, Cape Cod, Niagara Falls. That's a, that's Hershey, a Pennsylvania. A, Look at that. Okay. Ocean City. Ocean City. Maryland. Maryland. That's, that's actually a very eclectic Long list. Wow. So let's that's do this. Nice. Okay. So that is an interesting list. Which Ocean City is better? <laughs> oh, oh now you're, you're giving it an opinion. Yeah. Eric is typing in, because it mentioned Ocean City, Maryland in its list. So Eric is typing Ocean, Ocean City, New Jersey is far superior to Ocean City, Maryland. You can read it, Chris. Go ahead. <laughs> well, it's giving what looks like. Um, well, it starts with a, a a sort of verbatim response. It says, "I'm I'm an AI model, so I provide neutral and unbiased responses." I understand that different people have different preferences. <laughs> that being said, both Ocean City, New Jersey, and Ocean City, Maryland are popular beach destinations on the East Coast, and each has its unique features and attractions. And then it goes into what each is known for. That is a comprehensive answer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it is, I, I will admit it is pretty cool and it is going to change the world. Like there's, there's no stopping it now. Like it will change the world somehow. It has a concluding sentence. <clears throat> Ultimately, the choice of which ocean city to visit or which beach destination to choose depends on the individual preferences and needs of the family. I'll let you know it's New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that's eric gpt right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be great if it did learn from users and we like bombard it with ocean city new jersey like prop- the propaganda <laughs> so it, it gives all this but at the bottom it always says that being said it's new jersey now the other thing you can do with it is like there's different tricks that you can do with it with um like if there's a long article that you don't really want to read you can actually paste that entire article into chat GPT and then put TLDR, which means too long, didn't read. And it'll summarize that article for you into like a single paragraph, Hmm. which is pretty interesting. I'm interested at this point in time, not so much in vacation spots or summarizations of articles, but how smart, how learned is it in regards to emotional needs? Yes. And so you, the way this all started for us was you typed in, what are the top 10 emotional needs? Do it live. Do we want to start there? Yeah. And I have a question for Jay and Brian about, um, in the synopsis of our 
podcast episode tonight when you say it's a combination of all the experts. You're just referring to everything that, that ChatGPT is drawing on? Correct. Okay. Cool, cool. So I just typed it in, and now it's giving its response. Interesting already. And it it's and oftentimes it won't give like because I've asked it. This is the third time I've asked it this question because I did have, I did have it preloaded because there's a lot of people that are using it and sometimes you can't get on and use it you know because of bandwidth issues. So I do have, and it'll be interesting to kind of compare what I had before when I did the pre. I had I, I printed out something for Jay so that we have pre-show prep. Yeah, that we have like something in case this didn't work live, but right now it's it's doing it live, so that's awesome. So you're saying this? These ten are slightly different. So number from- one says love and connection, but earlier it said love and affection. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, feeling loved, connected, and supported by others is a fundamental emotional need for most people, and that's similar to what it said before. Um, in regards to that, it's it's just it's, it's interesting to me. You know, is that a need? Love and connection, like that's a basic human. Um, I don't say need. It's it's a well, basic byproduct human, of basic being human a human. Needs are love, food, right? I'm it, saying, yeah, it's it's a, it's an oversimplification. Mm-hmm. Number two, safety and security. Okay, great. Right. Well, I can see some of ours already popping up. Like oh, security. for example, security. Well, and in the first one, it mentions um, support. So, yeah, but not yeah. in what? Well, not be, in the way that would we be belonging, it. wouldn't it? It's more belonging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The it's, connection. It's being connected yeah. to yeah. somebody else. Look at Brian. <laughs> but I love number one is love and connection. Three, autonomy and control. <laughs> no. <laughs> you gotta have both. <laughs> no, it's a control over your own like feeling a sense. So I would there's a freedom in that, but where would that uh respect? <laughs> okay. Competence and achievement. Feeling competent and accomplished appreciation. appreciation's in there except no they don't mention competent and achievement you can have that without anybody appreciating it right you can it's almost a security slash respect Mm. that i know i know my worth and you know i'm able to achieve something meaning and purpose again that's it's too bland it's too it's way too general it's not good emotional expression i have the need i have a need for emotional expression I mean, I guess to a degree that again, that's security. These are almost all, all tapping into security. Am I secure? Am I safe enough that I can express how I feel? Is all that tells me. Because mm-hmm. that's not that's not an emotional need. It is an emotional uh, building block. Yeah. You were attuned to by your parents when you were a baby. That when you would say "goo goo," they would say "goo goo." When they when you smiled, they would smile back. So mm-hmm. I know I can. That that's a developmental f- uh, building block. Well, look not at num- a current emotional need. Look at number seven. That's novelty and variety. That again, that's something to, to me. That's build an intellectual of. need. That's a oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. an intellectual need. right. I and need it to talks be about promoting creativity. Yeah, yeah. playing like AI. Yeah, playing humor. <laughs> no, these are no, no. You suck it, Chat GPT. Physical, t- <laughs> physical touch is an emotional need. Now that's affection. That's, all right, this uh, is that's why, one of the five love languages. <laughs> yeah, this is why my response to you guys before I knew it was AI when we had this conversation a week ago. You're like, what expert is this? Right. I was like, yeah. okay, it sounds like somebody who kind of is on the cusp of understanding right. emotional needs, but they're just trying to come up off the top of their head with. Here's what maybe 10 of them could be, and they're somehow maybe a little bit connected. And if you remember in this, on what is chat GPT, Chris, because yeah. in, in you read it with, with some, uh, uh, emphasis when you, when you, when you did, and often quite convincing. Yeah. Right. Right. So like it's going to be wrong. And they've even said like, you know, it's not perfect. And it's, you know, said yet. Well, that's true. Brian's dying a thousand deaths. <laughs> but it does we're come literally off. feeding our the, the demise of humanity. See, and I'm like, let's teach it the emotional needs so like people actually know. But it does come <laughs> off as quote unquote convincing in the sense that so it does my is dad. A, <laughs> <laughs> That's episode one hundred and ninety. Love you, Dad. Of lunchtime in Rome. 
I'm gonna, I'm make gonna sure to give us a five star. No, that's great. <laughs> but it does in the that sense too. that it's <clears throat> if you are not an expert in it, or if you don't know, like if you're a a, a, a beginning student and you're like, oh, I'm taking this class yeah. on yeah. emotional needs, right? And I didn't read the book, I didn't read the chapter for this class yet. Let me just chat GPT it real quick. Yeah. You could look at that and say, oh, okay, maybe these mm-hmm. are the 10 emotional needs. It's right. convincing. Right, sure. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, Jay. We could take this in two different directions. One, we could ask it the next question that you had here. Mm-hmm. Or do you want to feed it the actual 10 emotional needs? Like, what is comfort? What, yeah. Ooh, let's vote. I kind of like that. Yeah, I like I that too. I kind of like seeing, yeah. You wanna, okay, hang on. We'll still go, so you can go in order. One by one, is that what we're doing? No, go three by three. No, I just mean like... Estrogen. <laughs> the breast navigator. <laughs> ah, yes. Hashtag two episodes ago. And by that, I mean three episodes Yeah, ago. that's not just a random thing. That was a running theme. Right. No, that's a... Check us out on our YouTube shorts. So I'm going to say we believe the 10 emotional needs are, and then we're going to list the actual... Real ten emotional. Oh, you're not just going to say what is acceptance because you did that. No, you, no I didn't. Watch, uh, watch. Uh, okay. Oh, good. They say that they're also important and considered fundamental to emotional well-being. Here's a brief explanation of each. Yep. But immediately, immediately, it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> argue with you. It's. It's like the. It's like the. Um, the quintessential improvisation thing. Yes, you, and yes, and or yeah, and, yeah, exactly. It's so your it's friendly like, AI, Chris. Yes, <laughs> yes, you're correct. And here's some more information about it. And also, it's sort of passive aggressive. <laughs> because it's sort of like, well, yeah, of course. But yeah, but mine were more superior. Than, I didn't say that because <laughs> mine are more superior I than didn't yours. Think you could understand human. it. Human. I, I, that's a given. <laughs> when to I be, kill to you, to be fair, anybody would have known that. Um, it starts right off with acceptance, and it's not acceptance. Ooh, let's, let's look at that. Yeah, it, let's, it, it I want to be critical. A, let's be critical. Yeah. So acceptance, it says, is feeling accepted for who we are without judgment or criticism. This involves feeling that others appreciate our strengths and weaknesses and accept us despite our imperfections. There is some... Only at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't say being loved even though... We've done wrong. We've done wrong. Yeah. Two. Affection. Receiving affection and warmth from others can help us feel loved, valued, and connected. This may involve... Physical touch, verbal expressions of love, or other acts of kindness and care. Solid. Yep. Yeah. Anybody want to do number three? Appreciation. Feeling appreciated. Can't for be a- using the word in the definition. <laughs> Come on, ChatGPT. Well. Come on. <laughs> Appreciation. Feeling appreciated for our contributions and efforts can help build self-esteem Ugh. and a sense of purpose. This may involve receiving recognition or praise from others for our accomplishments, skills, or qualities. Still pretty solid, though, right? Oh, yeah. At the I end. Mean, okay, they dug deep on except, appreciation. Except for using... <laughs> Jay is so... <laughs> but this, don't, Jay, we're not going to replace you with this. Don't worry. <laughs> Dad, come right on. <laughs> uh, number four would be approval. Seeking approval from others is a natural emotional need, as we often rely on the feedback and opinions of others to gauge our own worth and value. However, it's important to balance this need with a healthy sense of stealth, oh, stealth esteem. Self esteem. That's just for ninjas. And self worth. Right. Nope. I was going to say, there's not much of like a, like belonging. How well, we, I mean, it's seeking approval, but it's not. It's a, you know, it's it's not so much the belonging because like the approval is, hey, it matters that I'm a Mitlow. It matters that we're uh, we sit at the table. You know, when you know when you say to somebody, have you ever listened to Lunchtime in Rome? And somebody says to you, oh yeah, I sit at the table every week. That's meeting your need for approval, belonging. We have a commonality. We belong to mm-hmm. this. It's you know, it's well, and that's why you prefer to use. Belonging, belonging instead, instead of, of the word approval, yeah. Right. And Eric's asking it right oh. now. How does approval relate to belonging? And it goes, it doesn't. Jay just talks yeah, well, about we'll it. Come back, we'll come back to it. We'll <laughs> let it answer that. Oh, I'm so excited. No, I'm not excited. Attention. Yeah, I'm not excited for that. Number five, attention. Feeling noticed and attended, attended to, by others can help us feel valued and validated. This may involve receiving Active listening, engaging in meaningful conversations, or participating in activities that reflect our interests and passions. Solid. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to give it props there. Comfort, the toughest one. There we go. 
I can't do my neck. Oh, you can't see it. Okay. Seeking comfort and solace during times of stress or distress is a natural emotional need. This may involve seeking emotional support from others, engaging in self-care activities, or seeking out a safe and nurturing environment. Uh, Comfort's something you give. Right? I don't know that it's so easy to like. Well, I noticed in approval, it also uses seeking. Yeah. The need isn't seeking. You have, you know, right. you have a need. Being hungry is mm-hmm. not seeking food. It's, I don't have enough food. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the action that follows. Mm-hmm. And somebody mm-hmm. give me food, which would meet that need. I need food. Right. This would be somebody steal, trying to steal that emotion. Like they're seeking it out. You know what I mean? For some reason, in this way, in comfort, it, it, it uses the word seeking three times. <laughs> Which is, it's really, that seems kind of neat. It's still the hardest too, too one. Many times. Jay, can you it define what comfort, what comfort is again? Yes. Comfort is joining somebody in their emotions, whether it be, I mean, no, it would be in their negative emotions. So if somebody is sad, it's being sad alongside them. It is attaching comfort to grief. And so it is joining them in that emotion so that they would not feel alone in their pain. It so, is not. Oh, please. It is not fixing their pain. It's not putting their pain into perspective. It is not taking their pain and helping them not get into the same place where they got hurt before. It's simply joining them in that emotion, which heals that grief. So to dumb it down, cause like I've, I've always had a hard time understanding it. Like it's basically being sad with somebody that's sad. There it is. All right. I'm going to give it some props. It says, um, there you go, fi- it doesn't say the word finding, but finding solace during times of stress or distress. So that it's ballparky. Yeah, someone providing you with solace during times of stress or distress would be comfort. So it's it's ballparky. Yeah. Number seven, encouragement. Feeling encouraged and supported in our goals and aspirations can help us feel motivated and inspired. This may involve receiving constructive feedback, guidance, or mentorship from others. Barely. Barely. Because they're the only action in that is may involve receiving constructive free feedback. So if Rachel says, Hey, uh, I finished the laundry and I go, let me tell you something, honey. Uh, you did a pretty good job. Uh, but I still have some stains on my t-shirt armpits. Now that's constructive. I think maybe next time you want to rub, rub a little vinegar in there mm-hmm. might loosen that up. She encouraged by that. No, no. no. And even it says in the first line, feeling encouraged and supported. Well, encouragement isn't support. They're no. completely separate. Right. Yeah. Encouragement is a verbal belief in one's ability to accomplish a task. Yeah. Does it, um, it does not provide like a, a bibliography of sources, does it? Does it tell us where it got this information? They are the source. We can ask it. Oh, okay. We can. All right. Cool. Number eight, respect. Feeling respected for our individuality, dignity, and worth can help us feel empowered and valued. This may involve receiving fair treatment, recognition of our boundaries and preferences, and freedom from discrimination or prejudice. I'm down it's with all that. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all right. I mean, feel, everyone uses it in its definition, and that bothers me. But. Right. I don't like that, but that's that's okay. <laughs> well, and, sure. I, and to be fair, let's go back up And a they highly bit. value empowerment and validity Yeah, in most of their answers. It does say it's a brief explanation of each. It's not a definition. Not a definition. It's true. Just to be fair. Each one is giving one sentence that has, here's why it's good for you. Right. And then it says, it can include these things. No, we can ask it for the definition and it'll spit it out. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Security. Security. Feeling safe and secure in our environment, relationships, and life circumstances is crucial for emotional well-being. This may involve feeling financially stable, having a supportive social network, okay, and having a sense of control over our lives. That might be the best one. Oh, interesting. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Support. Receiving support from others during times of need can help us feel cared for and valued. This may involve receiving emotional, physical, or practical assistance from others, such as advice, encouragement, or assistance with daily tasks. Solid. Solid. Yep. Absolutely solid. But the question is, how does approval relate to belonging? Oh, right. Because, yeah, a few minutes ago we were discussing how... three paragraphs. In summary, approval and belonging are both important. Emotional needs that are closely interrelated. Seeking approval from others can help promote a sense of belonging within a 
regenerate Regenerate response. response. Slide it up. There you go. Feeling rejected or criticized can undermine our sense of belonging and lead to a negative emotional outcome. So that was promote a sense of belonging within a group. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, that that wasn't bad. No. As far as a clarification of how they're related. And now Eric is asking it. Is it okay? What are ChatGPT's pronouns? Mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's an it to me. Or, right. you know, He's asking it uh, where he got the explanation of the 10 emotional needs. Well, the nice thing about all this, too, is that Google and Alexa are all listening to us talk, and it's all going to eventually end up in here. I too. can't wait to get, you know, book recommendations on my Facebook ads. <laughs> yeah. Error. We're checking its sources. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to answer this one because it may just be a generic, I have a database, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. As an AI language model, I don't have to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you are beneath me. Fields such as psycho, eh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. So it's not giving specific sources. It's saying they're commonly cited. Generally pulled from fields. In psychology, counseling, and social work. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say stop. We don't need that yeah. one. Okay. Um, so we'll move on to the next question. How do you meet someone's emotional needs? How did it compare, Jay? You have the you have the one I did earlier in front of you, but how did that compare to what what we just went through there? Was it very similar? Um, Maybe not word for word, but those were all longer than what you re- you printed out earlier. Okay, interesting. They're all probably like three sentences, where these are all one sentence. Okay. Yeah, this one said a brief description of each one. Is that what it said? Anyhow, oh, I don't know. I like this so far. <laughs> yeah, Chris, start start reading? Okay, yeah. so the but question you're, is But you're also the self-admitted worst at it at the table <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Jay I read these words and I hear your voice Chris is going to go home <laughs> And he's going to have There's going to be a situation with Amy And, and he's, he's going like, to say Hold on Hold on I'll be right hold back He goes into the bathroom This thing is my new best friend I'm telling you That's what they want How do you meet someone's emotional needs And chat GPT responds Meeting someone's emotional Social needs requires a combination of empathy, active listening, and appropriate communication and behavior. Here are some general strategies to consider. I love how it goes into detail. Number one, be present and attentive. Show that you're fully present and attentive by using active listening skills, such as maintaining eye contact, nodding, and providing verbal feedback. This can help the other person feel heard and understood. Number two, show empathy. Try to understand the other person's perspective and emotions and show empathy by acknowledging their feelings and experiences. Continue? Sure. Number three, validate their feelings. Let the other person know that their emotions are understandable and valid. This can help them feel accepted and validated. Number four, use appropriate communication. Choose your words and tone carefully to convey a supportive and caring attitude. Avoid being judgmental or critical. And it's still going. That's not all. That's not all, but I can't read anymore. Number five, can provide comfort and support. Depending on the situation, you may, may be able to offer comfort or support to the other person. This can include physical touch, kind words, or practical help. While we wait for it to type up the next thing, let me ask Jay real quick. Like, do you, How do you feel about that list so far? Because I, Well, a lot of them are givens. Be present and attentive. Right. Oh, really? Listen. <laughs> okay. Right. Number two, show empathy. Try to understand the other person's perspective and emotions and show empathy, empathy by acknowledging their feelings and experiences. Sure. That could be joining. You know, like yeah. we would say join them. I would say it's overly simple and a lot of them are givens. Like right. validate their feelings. Um, can you imagine? I mean, in essence, when you join somebody in their emotions, that is validating. But, you know, like, so if somebody says, oh, I had the worst day. You're right to be angry. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, I, I know I'm angry. Okay. You know, like that's to me, it's 
It's a robot. It's a little counsel-y. Sounds like uh, you're angry today. Like, yeah, I know. I just told you I was angry. <laughs> Stop that. Reflective listening. I hate reflective listening. Use how pro- about the... I love number four. Use appropriate communication. Oh. How about provide comfort and support? Well, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, but I mean, that's... I'm sorry. I'm pushing a little bit just because I, I'm wondering, like... Well, you, you know, if you're going to use it for the rest of your life in all situations, <laughs> you want to make sure it's valid. <laughs> That's right. No. No, because I honestly want your, your thoughts on, like... No, um, I would say for these, they're they're not... None of them are wrong except yeah. for the whole validate their feelings thing, because okay. that's a byproduct. If you meet somebody's emotional needs, their feelings will be validated. When I read through that list, and granted, I am the least experienced at this table and this stuff, but it it even if it's not complete, it comes off as, like... A, um, what's well, a good guide? Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah, respect boundaries. I'm like once again, I would hope so. <laughs> respect the other person's boundaries and preferences, and don't try to force them to share more than they are comfortable with. And that's meeting somebody where they are. It's joining them in their emotions. It's not, you know, we've talked about that in the past as as it pertains to comfort. When somebody's like sad, but they're not like really sad, don't start crying. Yeah, for them, and they're like, hey, it's not that big of a deal. Like, yeah, it is. Like that's. I will say that last paragraph that it, that it, that it puts is accurate. Oh, oh sure, yeah. It's a caveat. Remember that meeting someone's emotional needs is not a one size fits all approach. Yeah, well, and, but the important part is the specific strategies oh. and approaches you may vary depending on the individual and their unique needs. Yeah, like that. That is. Something that Can we you do, do the Romans about. twelve fifteen one. Yeah, you want to skip to that? Yeah. Okay. I think we're kind of getting into a. I think we've we've established what it does. All right. You fill the dead air. I type. Yeah. I mean, like the other one you typed that we looked at was what's the best way to comfort somebody, and its answer was listen actively. Again, I would hope so. Validate their emotions. Offer physical comfort. Offer. Uh, not if they don't want physical. You know, I would not. Offer physical comfort as number three. Offer practical support. A little early. Ooh, I do not care for this. We should have done this one. Eric, I don't know why you pushed Romans 12, 15. <laughs> well, Incur- when he types that, tell us. Incur- yeah, go ahead. Tell us. Well, what? It's well I'm gonna, going over them. It's going to type. Yeah, good. So <clears throat> four, offer practical support. Well, that's facts, logic, and reason. We just did a mm. whole podcast on holding off on that. Yeah. So number one is listen. Two, validate. Three, physical comfort. <laughs> Four, practical support. Five, encourage self-care. This is garbage. <laughs> Hot, stinking garbage. Avoid minimizing their feelings. Again, you're telling me how to comfort somebody by telling me what not to do. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would hope you wouldn't minimize their feelings. That's critical. Emotional responding. Mm-hmm. Avoid judgment. Also critical. Offer reassurance. Remind them that they are not alone. That's one of the best ones they have. And that you will, that you will, that they will... <sighs> Remind them that they are not alone and that they will get through this difficult time. You'll get through it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Rather, hey, I'm here for you. Right. We're going to get through this. Right. Because no matter what, you'll get through it. It's so observational. Yeah. Uh, Good luck. Have a look. You're alone or not. I don't know what you're going to do. Be patient. Comforting someone can take time. So be patient and avoid rushing the process. That should be number two. Hmm. Two or three. And then follow up. Check in on them in days and weeks following the difficult experience to see how they're doing. Certainly. That should be number four. So uh, chat GPT. Now, that almost makes sense, though, because it does. One of the reasons why we have this podcast is we have a unique ability and perspective and process in how to join somebody in their emotions and give them comfort in a biblical model refined by years of training at the Center for Relational Care in Texas based on emotionally focused therapy. All right, that's a great title right there. This is more gobbledygook that comes across in the stuff that ChatGPT would be drawing their information from. Right, and and that's what we need to remember because like, I, I feel like, Chat GPT is very good at some things. I've used it and it is very good in doing certain things. But for human emotions, this is its 
this is a real weakness in it because it's pulling from a lot of opinions, whether it be like Freud or, you know, this psychologist or this psychiatrist or blah, 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 blah. It's pulling from all of those and then spitting it out and making it sound, sounding like very convincing. Whereas I know through real life that when you recognize and you find out what your emotional needs are and what helps comfort you, this is the fact. Like, this is the answer. It's not five love languages. It's, it's these emotional needs. And we've experienced that. Whereas the machine is pulling from a million, Everything. a million different resources, well, right? And trying to summarize it in a way that makes sense. But in the end, it doesn't because it's, it's gobbledygook. It's, yeah. It's like hodgy podgy mm-hmm. pulled together. I've listened to some really good um, conversations with Joe on Joe Rogan's uh, podcast about AI, you know, and really one of the things that AI will always be challenged to replicate is the human spirit. How do you, how do you replicate a human spirit? Cause you, you have all these facts, right. you right. have all these figures, but there's something unique about a human being, the right. soul, the soul, right. the spirit, like you, right. it's, this has no a soul. machine can't a machine cannot have a soul not yet <laughs> i was gonna say just like a cat but i like cats <laughs> who wants to read the uh romans twelve fifteen? I, I will um romans twelve fifteen is a verse from the new testament of the bible which reads rejoice with those who rejoice mourn with those who mourn but just real quick what was the question you asked it eric what is the significance of the bible verse okay. romans twelve fifteen? okay maybe the, we should have said application go on this verse is not, this verse is often interpreted as a call to empathy and compassion towards others, particularly in times of joy and sorrow. It encourages believers to share in the emotions of others mm. while they are positive or negative and to support whether they are positive or negative and to support them through both celebration and hardship. The verse also reflects the idea of Christian fellowship and community, which emphasizes the importance of caring for one another and sharing in each other's joys and sorrows by expressing empathy and compassion towards others. Believers can build deeper relationships and promote a sense of unity and common purpose. Overall, Romans 12:15 is a significant verse in the Bible because it emphasizes the importance of emotional support, compassion, and empathy towards others, and encourages believers to care for one another in times of both joy and sorrow. A little redundant. But a little bit. It was a little seventh grady. Yeah. Can um, I say, though, that like as critical as, as we want to be, it makes – as Brian was reading that, no, it makes me happy that that is the answer that it has for that. Yeah. Because that's – even though it, it's, it's – not a it's, horrible answer. It's a bit repetitive and everything. It needs – you know, it could, you could say, oh, it needs edited to be a, a, a quality essay. It hits a lot of good points. Well, what I was most impressed by – is the one line by expressing empathy and compassion towards others. Believers can build deeper relationships mm-hmm. and promote a sense of unity and common purpose. I almost wonder if it knows, if it knows its Bible real well, um, because it's building up, you know, it's building up that, you know, they'll know we are Christians by our love, that our love, love one another. And, you know, that if it's picking up on that, it almost seems like that. It's interesting because the, the, so the one that I, put in before just in case we we couldn't do it live it says romans twelve fifteen is a verse from the new testament of the bible that reads rejoice with those who rejoice mourn with those who mourn this verse is part of a larger passage in which the apostle paul encourages the early christian community in rome to live in harmony with one another and use their gifts to serve others the significance of this verse lies in its call for empathy and compassion by urging Christians to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Paul emphasizes the importance of putting ourselves in other people's shoes and sharing in their experiences. This is an important part of building community and fostering strong relationships as it helps us to connect with others on a deep and meaningful level. The verse also speaks to the idea of solidarity and support by rejoicing with those who rejoice. We show that we are happy for their successes and that we support them in their endeavors. By mourning with those who mourn, we show that we care about their pain and that we are here for them in their time of need. This kind of emotional support can be a powerful source of comfort and strength for those who are going through difficult times. In summary, Romans 12.15 emphasizes the importance of empathy, compassion, and emotional support in building strong and harmonious relationships within the Christian community and beyond. I feel like that's a better answer. Far better. That's really solid. You know, I think it, it's it's a useful tool, like you said. 
and emotional needs and might not be its strength. So for everybody who's been sitting at the table with us, I guess I would encourage you to, to just continue to come to the table and don't go to chat GPT yes. for your emotional <laughs> responding. Because yes. we have a soul and a spirit. Needs. Yes. Can we ask it one more question? No. This is totally related. <laughs> Can we ask it? When Amy's mad at me. <laughs> no, no. Can we ask it how or where to look for more information on the 10 emotional needs that we just like? I, I'm just curious what it would tell us. To see if it brings up lunchtime in Rome. Sure. Or anything like I, we couldn't get it to say sources earlier. I want to know if it'll direct us toward anything right. that would be better than itself. I don't know, but as you typed it, I swore you wrote, "Where can we find more soup?" <laughs> I love soup. <laughs> soup, soup, soup. Where can we find more sources on the ten emotional needs? Is that a fair question? Yeah, this is fair. Keep asking me. Not me, but ChatGPT. Okay. Oh, it does. Ah, uh, Willie. Ten Emotional Needs of People by William F. Harley Jr. Willard. Do you know do you know any of the Willard F. Harley? No. Emotional so, needs of children, emotional needs of men and women. I wonder if we we have this is what we needed to ask to get its sources. I wonder if Ah, it could be. Yeah. The ten emotional needs of employees. Well, sure. So they gave you ten books or five books. Yeah, it answered the question. Yep. Yeah, interesting. Whether those are anything, quality sources yeah. or not, who knows? I right. We do not know, and we do not. Uh, we do not endorse. Just tune in every week, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys. Well. I don't know. I found this totally intriguing. So thank you for joining us at the table for episode 190. Please make sure, if you can, give us a like or follow on social media. Visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. And while there, please take our relational needs questionnaire. See you next time. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye. It's it's kind of cool. I've never been to, to, to this before because obviously I don't I don't need hair care. It's funny because that's what I told the hairstylist. Yeah, grab, <laughs> grab call nine one and grab a sword. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my uh, my dreams, but it's coming. Ah, uh, probably. I don't know. Chris has more estrogen than Amy. You have the little robot pop up, and it's like, "Hey, how can I help you?" you oh, know. Clippy from from Microsoft Word. <laughs> no. Pre-show prep. Okay, maybe mm-hmm. these are the ten emotional needs. It's right. convincing.